the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of the staff, management, or ownership of this station. The following program is sponsored by Max Out Savings Advisors. The views expressed during the broadcast are solely for entertainment purposes and do not necessarily express the views of KNTH, its management, Max Out Savings Advisors, or its sponsors. Max Out Savings Advisors and members of the Max Out Savings team may or may not hold securities mentioned during the show. Plan for your prosperity. Prepare for your retirement. Safeguard your savings. And nurture your investments. This is the Max Out Savings Show with Ted Gioka, a presentation of Max Out Savings Advisors. Now, here's your host from Max Out Savings Advisors, Ted Gioka. Good Saturday morning, and welcome to the Max Out Savings Show. I'm Ted Gioka. Uh, we're talking savings investments in your retirement, as always, here on the Max Out Savings Show. Our, our model and our philosophy is to save aggressively and invest conservatively. That's the key to building up wealth over the long term. Save aggressively, invest conservatively. Did it, we got a lot on the show today. A lot of things are happening in the world. Uh, we, and, uh, first, I wanted to uh, – we, we, we we're fortunate to have uh, Alex Day Morale Mueller uh, on with us with the show today. Uh, she's running for uh, county judge here in Harris County. And uh, hello, Alex. How are you doing? Uh, thanks. Great to be on. I really appreciate uh, you taking the time to let me introduce myself to your audience. Well, Alex, I appreciate it. Uh, yeah, okay, so you're running for, for, for county judge. It, it, look, I know what the county judge, but every time I hear what the county judge, I'm kind of amazed because I think a lot of people don't really understand it. It's really one of the most important jobs in the state of Texas. Can you really explain what it is? Sure. So, you know, at a high level, you know, Harris County, third largest county in the country, we'd be 25th uh, state, so it is more akin uh, to running for governor. Uh, everything, you know, from your toll roads, your you know, Harris Health uh, flood control, uh, to what we're really feeling now is the criminal justice system. Uh, that all rolls up within our county commissioner's court. Uh, the commissioner's court is structured uh, with four precincts. Uh, right now, it's an even split, two Democrats, two Republicans, with the county judge, Judge Hidalgo, being the tie-breaking vote. So I'm running hard uh, targeting her seat. Okay, excellent. And, and, and this is this is something that that I, I think is so important uh, for us to have good governance in the in in the county uh, in in city of Houston. It's just uh, th this is always we've always had good governance, and all of a sudden it started to fail us. Uh, what what are, what are your plans to to take uh, Harris County and Houston in, into into this you know into the into become a modern the modern city that it is, but to really make it back to what it once was, one of the greatest cities in, in, the, in the country. No, and um, really what, what uh, my focus is, and it's restoring Harris County. You know, for 30 years, we did have a good model and a blueprint of what good governance looks like as our county. So unfortunately, I think we all realized that it was a luxury not to be uh, having to closely watch what was happening at our county. 
uh, now that the role's been radically redefined. You know, my goal, uh, you know, I very much believe we need to return to good governance, and I define good governance as limited governance, you know, where we invest in a criminal justice system, uh, and while we exercise fiscal responsibility, uh, we invest in our infrastructure. And really, those are the things that haven't happened. So they drained our key savings account, they started deficit spending, and they failed to do what really local government has a mandate to do, and that's to provide secure and efficient infrastructure and a safe operating environment. Um, so we we failed to do that in its place. has really been an expansion of the bureaucratic state uh, along with a host of social equity goals that I, I think are well outside of the mandate of a county government. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Steve, looking out, the, 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 uh, the county judge, what percentage of your budget is really crime fighting? It's a bigger percentage than most people realize. It depends. If, if you're doing the entire budget, which is $8 billion, whole road, think, think, you know, flood control, then it looks a lot more like 15%. Uh, and then at this point, if you're just doing the operating budget, then it's about a third. Uh, so, you know, a little bit, a little over $3 billion operating budget. And the, the math there, though, where it gets a little wonky is they've rolled into a lot of things into what you call justice and safety that, you know, you and I would not consider. Uh, to that, right? So fixing sidewalks and street lamps, that's now getting classified as criminal justice. Uh, so when you get sort of the game that's being played, and so uh, what hasn't real, hasn't grown is, you know, we've not kept up with inflation, and so that's a big point that I make is, like, yes, technically, you know, top line, you grew these apartments a minuscule amount, uh, but when you don't keep up with inflation, that is defunding, um, and, and that's the issue is we haven't actually – increased allocations. We're not hiring more constables, more sheriff deputies. Uh, in this last budget that they did, uh, it ended up being over 80% of law enforcement budget requests they denied. So that's the game that's happening is they'll say, no, 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 we, we did spend more total dollars. Like, no, but you did it in alternative criminal justice. You hired social workers, but you wouldn't let us go. You know, the sheriff deputies, right now there's 12 people uh, that are assigned to go after 25,000 violent felonies. 700 open murders. Even uh, Sheriff Gonzalez requested additional funding. He wanted to hire 19 more people. They denied those that request. He got zero. They realized that was probably wow. not going to look so great. Uh, and so a few weeks ago, uh, they gave him half that amount. That's sort of um, what, what is frustrating. You know, uh, you can tell it almost pains them to support anything we would consider traditional law enforcement. Um, but at the same time, you know, they just took $50 million from our toll roads to build bike trails. I thought Sheriff Deputy's Union was spot on. They said, enjoy those bike trails, but you're not going to have any law enforcement to patrol. Yeah, no, that, that, that's the key. Uh, what, okay, could you give uh, your background is really, to me, uh, fascinating. I think really, really is, is in a great place to help us out because you're a can-do type of person. Uh, what, could you give us some of your background uh, of, of what you've done in the past? Yeah, absolutely. So started my career in the military, went to West Point right after 9-11, uh, joined the Army Bomb Squad. In that role, I uh, did disarm IEDs myself, but I was an officer, so that meant I spent a lot of time in the operations center, really managing teams, making sure uh, we had the right resources in the right place. Um, and probably most analogous to this role, early on in my 20s, took over a headquarters company, so just very large bureaucratic organization, had 600 to 800 people, depending on the month, and it was broken. 
So had to go through some very high-profile firings. We were losing rifles that you know, makes it all the way up to three-star generals when that happened, um, and, and was able to retool, refit that organization. And then in terms of the private sector, I've spent the last six years working oil and gas finance, uh, and so primarily for oil oil-filled service companies. I'm an investment banker, and I have my law and business degree from Harvard, and uh, that sense of fiscal responsibility and also fiduciary duty um, are, are certainly well in ground from being in a highly cyclical industry. And you've seen what they've done with kind of the budget, you know, doubling. Uh, everybody's paid real uh, real dollars, a significant tax increase. And the fact um, that we're going to Joe Biden's economy uh, unprepared is, is really shameful. Um, and aside from the technical point, you know, really what we've seen is just a lack of moral integrity, right, at our county. So we've got several indictments. Uh, Lena Hidalgo says another one probable. Um, we need to get back to government for the people. Uh, it seems very clear that this commissioner's court's been governing, you know, for the interests of people outside of Harris County, sort of what's next steps for their political career. And that, that's really why I just wanted to get into it because, you know, it's not hard um, in terms of what we should be focusing on. And, and that's the biggest point that I'd just like to make is, you know, I'm very proud to have, uh, Commissioner Ramsey's endorsement, uh, him and Rodney Ellis are the only two guaranteed to have jobs uh, post-November, uh, as well as a host of other former county officials. Um, and what's great is actually uh, conservatives, we, we know what we need to do. We need to support infrastructure, uh, invest in our criminal justice system. So you, you, you one got of nice John Lindsay. if we can actually get elected, you know, you can actually have meaningful change. It's not like there's one of us that's a Republican that's like, you know, I think we actually need elected sheriff deputies. We understand what the mandate is. Mm-hmm. Okay, good. Mm-hmm. You, 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 you've got John Lindsay, a former uh, county judge, John Lindsay, as yeah. well, correct? I do. Yeah, and, and, uh, yep. Mattress Mac, Mattress Mac carries mm-hmm. a lot of weight in this town. It's, you know, it's surprising, really. Uh, uh, you know how how beloved he is, and, and you've got. He, and he was an early backer of yours, if I remember right. No, um, so it started with the county officials. Uh, John Lindsay and Steve Raddick, uh, and the, uh, the other big one, which has really been key to the uh, campaign, is you know I have over 15 law enforcement endorsements at this point. Um, so even uh, Houston Fire weighed in, uh, just because they live in the community too. So we've been able to do a strong um, build a broad coalition and also unite first responders. And so it's pretty simple messaging. You know, the hard part is actually making sure we win and get the opportunity to do it. Um, but you know we are. Um, one thing Lena and I agree on is she always says there's an opponent running to undo all the work we've done. And I'm like, exactly. You know, I, I, yeah. I think we had a great model of government in Harris County, and I, I want to get back to that. Okay. Well, one of the problems I think particularly Republicans have run into is that they don't pay a lot of attention to local elections, and, and they've let a lot of this stuff kind of creep in the system. Uh, and could you explain? Uh, okay, uh, the voting is next week. Could you explain they can vote? They can. Uh, can they still uh, late vote, or do they have to vote? Could you explain what they need to do to vote for you? Absolutely. So, at this point, uh, this Tuesday, uh, please go out and vote. It is election day. Um, if you go to Harris Vote, type in your address to tell you the nearest polls. Uh, looking at the polling locations, kind of your traditional uh, larger ones are all going to be open. Um, but they'll give you from 7 a.m., 7 p.m., we'll be voting. And I would just say, you know, there were some issues with lines at some of the locations. So if you go to Harris Vote, uh, they do have accurate time weights. Uh, so there, there should be some that are still fairly quick. 
Okay. Can they still late vote? I mean, what is it, early vote? I know we're, we're uh, past. Yeah, the early voting closed on Friday. And that, okay. Well, the other thing that I'd say, since everyone that's listening to your show, uh, obviously, is a bit of a fiscal conservative, that your vote's never worth as much as it is in, uh, in runoff voting. So uh, roughly only 10% of vote, uh, Republicans vote in primaries. Uh, and then when you get to the runoff, it drops down to about 3%. Uh, so your vote is incredibly impactive. 50,000 votes, that's what I got in the primary. I was the lead vote getter, won by quite a wide margin. I had 50,000 votes again, even though before there was nine of us running, now we're down to two, uh, I win. It's just that low of a turnout game. And that's, that's really going to be the challenge for November, is getting people to realize if you don't like the way your county is being run, you actually can do something about it uh, because uh, very few people are, are engaged. And I think more and more are waking up just to see how dramatically things changed in a few years. So uh, that's, that's the big ask. And please go take a friend, group of friends, text them, call them. Uh, really, we're asking everyone to bring 10 votes. Yeah, no, I think that's key. You got, if you want to vote for Alex, you have to vote Tuesday. So, you know, Tuesday's a runoff, and that's it. And a lot of people forget these things or they're not paying attention. But, but look, our country is, is it, it's a disaster, unlike anything I've ever seen. It's because we haven't put good people in government. And, and, and one thing about Houston, Texas, I've talked about in this show, the reason we have Houston, what it is today, is, is because of good governance with, with visionary people like Alex that have been in those positions. They've been put in those positions or elected into those positions, and, 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 and it, we've created a city, unlike almost anywhere else in the world, where people, people want to be because of that, and now it's all falling apart, and and, and, and we need good people in there. And and, and Alex uh, Mueller, I, I think I think I really I'm endorsing you. I, I think you're going to do a fantastic job, and I think it is so important. We've got to start to take back our country, and, and the first thing you can do is Tuesday to make a difference. Uh, by the way, you, at the poll, I, I think in the in the vote it's Alexandra De Morale Mueller, correct? Uh, on on the ballot. Yep, it'll be the first uh, name you see, um, and Alexandra Delmorel Mueller. Really, it'd be an honor to earn your vote. And thank you very much for the kind endorsement. Well, I appreciate your work, and, and thank you for stepping up to the to the plate and, and trying to get something done here. And uh, good, best of luck. Thank you, Alex. Right. Have a great day. Thank you. God bless. Okay, we'll be right. Break right here on the Max Out Savings Show. We were just talking to Alexandra De Morale Mueller. Uh, Mueller, she's running for uh, uh, Harris County County Judge. Out Saving Show with Ted Gioka is taking your calls now at 713-339-1070. Ted Gioka will return after these messages. Hi, I'm Sam Malone. You know me as the host of the morning show right here on AM 1070, The Answer. But I'm also the owner of Houston's cutting-edge media company called 512 New Media. At 512 New Media, we create amazing videos that companies use on their websites, telling their story in bold colors with exciting animation and graphics. 
at 512 New Media. We also shoot television commercials and instructional videos. And if you want to show off your business from the air, we're ready to go with our drone video aircraft. Let us help you create your media message. We're online at 512newmedia.com or call 281-822-8803. 512 New Media is Houston's only media creation and distribution company that's actually owned by someone who's currently on the air. And that gives us an incredible edge when creating content for consumers to use on their laptops, tablets, and smartphones. Standing by to create your message, we're 512 New Media, 512newmedia.com. This is Ted Gioka, host of the Max Out Saving Show, one of Houston's most popular financial radio shows, celebrating over a decade on the air in Houston, Texas. With stocks at record high valuations and interest rates near record lows, you need to have your guard up. You need to have a plan to manage risk to your retirement. Do you? At Max Out Savings Advisors, we have a risk-based value investing approach to your retirement. If you would like some help managing your retirement, go to MaxOutSavings.com to set up an appointment. That's MaxOutSavings.com. In the 1970s, the big song was the Bee Gees stayed alive. Well, it was difficult back then to stay alive if you were a retiree. Inflation was running rampant, and since then, over the last 25 years, it's gone away. Well, inflation's coming back, and it's going to endanger your retirement. If you're a retiree, inflation is your biggest enemy. Hi, this is Ted Gioka of the Max Out Savings Show. If you need help with your retirement, I'd like to help you out. Go to MaxOutSavings.com. That's MaxOutSavings.com, and we'll show you how you manage through inflation. Don't let inflation destroy your retirement. On Radio.com, this is AM 1070, The Answer. Once again, here's your host for the Max Out Savings Show, Ted Gioka. Welcome back to the Max Out Savings Show. I'm Ted Gioka. We're talking savings investments in your retirement. We, we, we just spoke with Alex Mueller, uh, and she's running for county judge. And look, as I've said, I've never seen the United States in the situation it's in today, and, and I never thought I would. And uh, one of the reasons we're in this situation is because we have not paid attention to our elections. We've let people that clearly have no business being running running uh, for dog catcher into senior positions, and, 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 and we're dealing with these issues. Now's your chance. Go vote Tuesday, and let's start turning this thing around. It, it, it's so important uh, and uh, to get really – and, and I, again, I've said it. I've said it in the past. I'll say it again. If you look through the, the history of Houston, Texas, there's no way we should be one of the largest ports in the world. We're 50 miles inland. There's no way we should be one of the largest cities in the United States. There's a lot of other places, Beaumont, Corpus Christi, Galveston, all types of other places that, 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 that it could be. Uh, in New Orleans, look, look around. We're the biggest city in the Gulf Coast. And the reason we're that way is because of our rule of law, of, of, of our governance, of, of, of our leadership that we put in over the last hundred years in Houston, Texas. We made the right decisions. We did things in the future. We dredged out the ship channel when no one even knew what a ship channel was at the time. And, uh, and, and here we are, uh, you know, one of the dominant cities on, on, in, in the entire world. And, 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 and so we've got to get good governance and restore it to Houston. So vote, vote Tuesday. So what do we, what do, we do here in the markets? Uh, again, we have, we, we're dealing with 8.5% inflation. We're dealing with skyrocketing oil prices, food prices. Uh, it's just the, the, the war with the Ukraine. Uh, this is all adding up. I mean, this week, looking at the markets, uh, where are we at here right now? 
Uh, the, the S&P 500 is down about 18 percent. Uh, the Nasdaq's down over 27 percent, 27.8 percent. And this is this is a drawdown. It's pretty much affected most asset classes across the board. We tried we tried to warn you about this. We warned you about the tech sector. It, it, again, down 27.42 percent. This is year to date. This is just year to date. This is not off the top. It's even more. It, 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 we, 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 we spoke about it, you know, for months last year. We, we, we pointed out, I mean, one of our seminal max out savings reports, we laid out the case for the tech sector. We said, look, these are great companies, but the market capitalizations of these companies, if you take Apple, Amazon, Facebook, Microsoft, and Google, and I, 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 we had one of them, maybe Netflix or something, it was about a $9.5 trillion market cap, $9.1 trillion market capitalization. And we said, the U.S. economy is about $21 trillion. So it, it, when this thing started going down, there's not enough money to support this, to, to support that much market capitalization. And, 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 and even now, looking around the world, it, it, we're, we're kind of in this – these valuations have became so extreme that people just were not paying attention to what we're, what we're dealing with. And so here we are in the world today. Uh, and now these stocks have been selling off. We said inflation was going to accelerate. You kept hearing last year this was transitory. And we said, no, we looked at it. It's a two-and-a-half-year thing. We went and looked at the 73 oil embargo. We went back to the, to, to the 1946 after World War One. We said that was probably the most likely you know, analogy here. And uh, the uh, – and so, so here we are. I mean, we, we said you have to raise cash. We have you've got to be in the in the right sectors. We said commodities are you know there's commodity shortages. You want to, that's where you want to be. It, it, we we also said that indexing is coming to an end. We've been saying this for a year now. The indexing is coming to an end. Indexing, uh, you know, the 60, 40, 60 percent stock, uh, 40 percent bonds and long term bond indexes. Uh, that that greatest strategy in the world when you have a Federal Reserve that's just printing money all the time, constantly throwing money into the system in, in a never-ending uh, uh, money spend program, quantitative easing, uh, you know, money from the sky. Uh, uh, it, 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 but, but that world has changed. We can't keep printing money. We've seen the inflation. We, we talked about modern monetary theory two years ago. We, 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 that we quoted Stephanie Kelton's book, uh, on that modern monetary theory, this is a new thing. You know, you really are—you shouldn't be constrained by de budget deficits. You can actually spend as much money as you want, and if inflation comes up, you raise taxes and control, and then it comes down again. That that that, that modern monetary theory MMT is now has crashed in into flames. I mean, we, we said at the time it was the most ridiculous thing the world's ever seen. I mean, the idea that you could infinitely spend money. All you've got to do is review 5,000 years of, of human history. And what, you know, I'll tell you something amazing about human history is if you look around, we got about 2,000 years of pretty darn good history. I mean, back 2,000 years ago, you, we, were, we, we were dealing with reasonably sophisticated, yeah, actually very sophisticated societies around the world. You know, Jesus, you know, uh, you know he, he kind of stayed in his area. His disciples went all over the place. And they were, you know, they got on boats. They, you know, they went to Paul went to Rome. Uh, the the uh, all over. They, they would sit and look. We had, you know, if you you can go pull up the you can go pull up the sermons of of people like Saint John Chrysostom. I think from three three hundred and something A.D. They've got their sermons written up. It's you know, it, it's like Ed Young at 
at uh, at uh, Second Baptist or something. I mean, you can just pull them up. And, it, 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 and so we, we saw what happened. We saw what the reason why you have serrated coins is because the emperors used to sit there and trim off the gold and silver to make them to, to try to create more coins called inflation. It, 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 and so we know what happens. Inflation's always there. So here we are today in a world of of of, of, of rapidly growing inflation. Uh, we have a war. Uh, uh, look, Joe Biden has taken a small regional war that, quite frankly, should have never happened. We should have gone and set up a U.N. commission or something and tried to determine where the borders were with Russia and the Ukraine and, and who was really Russia and who was Ukraine and, 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 and gotten us all behind us. Instead, he is elevated into World War III. He's elevated into the greatest commodity, price, uh, commodity shock, supply shock since Pearl Harbor. I mean, how, how do you do something? This is when we already had runaway inflation, and, and uh, the, the, the people studying food are just are, are 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 very worried that millions of people around the world, millions, are going to starve because of this. Uh, you know, when we complain the high price of food in the store, it, you know, it, 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 quote someone I read, you know, our, the grocery basket might be a literal, literal basket of food for some people. That's all they have to eat in some countries, and and and, it, it, and they can't afford it. There's already rioting in 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 in, in uh, 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 Sierra Leone. There's rioting elsewhere in the world for food. Uh, people forget, you know, the uh, people were starving. The inflation back in in uh, in uh, uh, in France, Marie Antoinette said, let them eat cake. I think it was actually let them eat brioche, which is a rich type of cake, of bread. You know, it was it, – it, these people didn't understand. Inflation is very damaging to, to this thing, and, 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 and all Joe Biden did was turbocharge inflation. I mean anybody – if his advisor did not warn him of the dangers of the sanctions they did, I can't imagine that they, they didn't. If they did not warn them of the dangers, then really there should be an investigation of who's responsible for, for those sanctions that have caused all types of problems on a global basis. This is why we're paying six dollars for uh, for uh, you know five 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 fifty for diesel fuel and four fifty for gasoline because of these ridiculous sanctions. And uh, and so here we are in the world today. Asset prices are plunging across the board. Uh, uh, and, and, and because there's tremendous uncertainty, there's overvaluation, there, there's a war. You know, if, if you listen to uh, I listen to Chip Roy uh, on Fox in the day, you know, his, his comment was, if you listen to these people in the White House, they're basically at war with Russia. And he's like, why didn't we declare if we were going to do that? We should have declared it. It should have been discussed with Congress before we went off on this uh, on this forty four billion dollar spending program. When we, when we were losing 71,000 people in the United States due to drug overdoses coming from China. And, and so all of this stuff is adding up to tremendous concern. Now, a couple of things we got this week was we had Target, uh, Walmart came out. And uh, and they said, look, we're having real problems with earnings. Inflation is going up everywhere. We're having trouble passing on the price of the goods to our customers, and, and Wall Street immediately jumps up and you know starts going after Walmart because they're not raising prices fast enough so they could keep their earnings up. And the stock price fell uh, fell about 19 uh, percent this week. That's a big drop. Walmart is a massive company. Well, 
They blamed it on poor execution. Walmart didn't know what they were doing, and Home Depot just reported great earnings, so they're a bunch of idiots at Walmart, and they should have been raising prices and sticking it to the consumer so Wall Street could be happy, which is appalling to listen to Jim Cramer talk about this type of stuff, which effectively is what he said. And then Target comes out the next day and has the same problem. They, they said freight costs went up a billion dollars on that, and, and, and consumers – it's interesting if you if you read the conference call, the the, uh, the 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 food and beauty section did pretty well, but the the but apparel, home uh, home uh, and hard goods did not. And and, and now they said some of it's because people are shifting; they're not buying patio furniture and said they want to go on a trip and things like that. But people are buying what they really need, which is the food, and they're starting to cut back. And and and, and again, targets being hit by inflation, particularly. Uh, a billion dollars worth of extra freight costs. The price of everything is going up. And what this happened, and this is what caused the market to drop this week, was what happened is is that companies are starting to have to cut estimates. Before it was like, well, no, there's not going to be any slowdown. And the companies are going to pass on the prices to everyone. Margins are going to stay high, and we're all going to make a fortune. It's like, no, people can't afford this. We've got to, We've got to keep our costs low at the company. I can't price. I can't pass this on to our consumers. They're going to quit buying. They're having to eat some of the costs, which means margins are shrinking, which means earnings are coming down, which means as if growth rates are coming down at earnings, which means price to earnings are going to come down as as well as uh, as as the the the, the actual earnings, the price for earnings, because growth is slowing, and so the re. Many of Wall Street analysts, their earnings are still still too high for many companies out there. So what we're seeing is an earnings revision, and, and, and this is why we're getting this drop. The market, the S&P 500 typically was, was down 20% this week, uh, and then they rallied at the last minute on Friday to kind of save it so it wouldn't be above the bear market territory. And, and quite frankly, uh, you know, 17.4% of the S&P really doesn't go over the carnage of just huge numbers of stocks down you know, 50, 60, 70, 80, 90 percent. It's truly extraordinary. Uh, I'm looking here at a a a, 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 a draw. Looking at the drawdowns on the market, uh, it, the drawdowns on the on the uh, on the Nasdaq are uh, the last time. The, the only time we've had a bigger drawdown was not March of 2020 in the pandemic, but really was the, was the great financial crisis in in the Nasdaq. So huge drops in here. Uh, in, in, in looking at the Nasdaq, as a matter of fact, uh, watching this closely. But it, 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 if we sit there and, and uh, it's right, it's trading where it was right now at a at about a uh, a uh, August of 2020 level. And further looking at it, and it is. This is this is close to a 50% retracement of all of the gains made in the last two years. So, so we're really we're 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 getting up there where where it's actually greater than that. So this is a very severe bear market so far. And if you're in the right things, there's a lot. Oil and gas was up. Farm farm supply is up. Uh, grains are up. Uh, metals are generally up. Uh, to even the golds are, are, are kind of, gold and silver are mixed a little bit, but not down that much. Uh, those type of things. Short-term bonds, something else we've been taught. They're maybe down one or two percent, but they're not down much compared to compared to much larger levels further out uh, uh, on the system. And so we're really 
it gives you an idea of just the extent of of what we're looking at across the, across the board uh, with this decline. Uh, it look, just kind of looking at to give an example, the, the 30-year Treasury is down 12.72%. But but if we kick it back to the to the 10-year, the 10 years down down about 7.85%. But if you're just in two-year Treasuries, you're down about 3%, which is not good. Okay. It, and if you're in shorter-term bonds that are not treasuries, you're probably up a little more. You're not down as much. But that, that's a lot better than, than a 12% decline. So, again, it's all about risk reduction. If you're in cash, you haven't lost any money. If you Actually, if you're right things, you've made money. And, and this is the, what kind of the message I would like to get across to people is, is you've got to watch it. You, you've got to be in the right things. The, the error of indexing is over. I, I believe. And, and, and so this is going to be like the 70s. You've got to be in the right things. You've got to understand what's happening in the world. So so the question comes in is, is you know, have we seen a bottom yet? Look, I mean, I think you, I think we're near the point you could see some type of rally in here, but, but we're still dealing with really very heavy issues. Is, is the rate of inflation going to fall some? Yeah, likely so, because the high price of gasoline is slowing things down. They're having trouble raising prices. And it, as companies try to, you know, they start getting worried about losing, completely losing the sale, they're going to cut back their margins. Uh, auto Used cars are, are starting to fall. So we're going to see some drop. But if inflation just drops back to 6%, that's still very deadly. It, 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 and a couple thoughts. I, I, I think too many people out there on Wall Street are all looking at the second derivative, the rate of change. Oh, my God, this is so good. And it's kind of like the second derivative. You know, if I jump out of the airplane, I'm an accelerating down at 126 miles an hour because my parachute fails to open. And, and oh, wait, it, it, it opens partly, and I'm only doing 80 miles an hour. And you go, oh, this is fantastic. The rate of change is, is slowing here, so this is good. Well, the problem is I'm still doing 80 miles an hour, it, 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 and that, 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 that's something I think a lot of people don't understand. And the other thing I, I think we're really looking at here is looking at the, at the valuations. They're still not cheap. If you look at where markets typically bottom, it's much lower levels than they hit here. There's a lot of talk of, you know, the market shot up after, after, uh, after the – uh, after inflation bottomed in, uh, in, in, in 1940, uh, 1948, 1949, or 1976 when it bottomed, inflation started bottoming, and then it would go up, it would shot up. But the problem was is, is the fact that these things actually, they, what they're looking at is, is they were from much lower levels. And so this is kind of a concern. We still have devaluations at very high levels. Now, tell you what, let's take a quick break, and we're going to explain some more of this right, uh, right after this quick break right here on the Max Out Savings Show. If you've got savings and investment questions, Ted Gioka has answers. Call the Max Out Savings Show now at 713-339-1070. We'll be right back. 
Hi, I'm Sam Malone. You know me as the host of The Morning Show right here on AM 1070, The Answer. But I'm also the owner of Houston's cutting-edge media company called 512 New Media. At 512 New Media, we create amazing videos that companies use on their websites, telling their story in bold colors with exciting animation and graphics. At 512 New Media, we also shoot television commercials and instructional videos. And if you want to show off your business from the air, we're ready to go with our drone video aircraft. Let us help you create your media message. We're online at 512newmedia.com or call 281-822-8803. 512 New Media is Houston's only media creation and distribution company that's actually owned by someone who's currently on the air. And that gives us an incredible edge when creating content for consumers to use on their laptops, tablets, and smartphones. Standing by to create your message, we're 512 New Media, 512newmedia.com. This is Ted Gioka, host of the Max Out Savings Show, one of Houston's most popular financial radio shows, celebrating over a decade on the air in Houston, Texas. With stocks at record high valuations and interest rates near record lows, you need to have your guard up. You need to have a plan to manage risk to your retirement. Do you? At Max Out Savings Advisors, we have a risk-based value investing approach to your retirement. If you would like some help managing your retirement, go to MaxOutSavings.com to set up an appointment. That's MaxOutSavings.com. In the 1970s, the big song was the Bee Gees stayed alive. Well, it was difficult back then to stay alive if you were a retiree. Inflation was running rampant. And since then, over the last 25 years, it's gone away. Well, inflation's coming back, and it's going to endanger your retirement. If you're a retiree, inflation is your biggest enemy. Hi, this is Ted Gioka of the Max Out Savings Show. If you need help with your retirement, I'd like to help you out. Go to MaxOutSavings.com. That's MaxOutSavings.com, and we'll show you how you manage through inflation. Don't let inflation destroy your retirement. On Radio.com, this is AM 1070, The Answer. The Max Out Saving Show returns now with your host, Ted Gioka. Welcome back to the Max Out Saving Show. Uh, if you've got a question or comment, give us a call at 713-339-1070 here on the Max Out Saving Show. Be happy to get your question in. That's what Charles did. Charles? Uh, good morning, Ted. Uh, yes, I have a question uh, regarding the I-bonds, which uh, I guess consists of a fixed rate and a variable rate. Uh, what sets the fixed rate? Uh, because I know I understand it's currently zero. Do you anticipate that fixed rate changing, or what sets that fixed rate? You know, I, I haven't really studied the I bonds that much because we, we, you can only buy ten thousand dollars worth, and you have to buy them from the treasury. So the the the, the fixed rate. You know, I, I think it might have to do with with something possibly uh, that the Fed funds are an average of, of I'm just guessing of the maybe the one, the two, the three year bond. Uh, you know, depending on depending on if it's if it's a short term or if it's a longer term uh, uh, tip, maybe the the ten year bond, something along an averages of a couple of those. Mm, because if it's zero, it's most likely it's it's the Fed funds or something close to that. Yeah. Well. Uh, depending on what rates do in the next couple of years, obviously, I guess if they increase, then maybe that fixed rate would change. But uh, right now, I mean, uh, I've heard people talk about them. You know, I think they're paying around 7%. But the thing of it is, is it's a variable rate. And and the truth of the matter is, is if rates at some point, if not this year, maybe start next year, whatever, start to start to drift down, then probably that rate would also start to drift down, you know, the variable yeah, rate. Yeah, it, so, it, it, 
It, it will, but look, I mean, I don't see how you go wrong with an I-bond. Mm-hmm. Get, get, yeah. get, if you give me a choice of all the bonds, I mean, believe me, if we could go buy those in our accounts, we use TD Ameritrade for max out savings, we'd be buying them. But we can't. Uh, they, they've got to go through the Treasury, and there's just a $10,000 limit, and, and we deal with a lot of larger accounts, so it, 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 it makes it difficult for us. Yeah. Well, I guess I guess the thing of it is, though, is you don't really have a floor under this thing. At least with the fixed rate, you you would. But uh, uh, obviously, if the rates just start coming down, then you know. But at least if you had a fixed rate and a variable rate, you know, at least you got a you know. Even if if not that inflation would go to zero, but I mean, you still get somewhat of a fixed rate to kind of as a floor to to you know. Yeah, they've done pretty well over time, though. And like I said, it's it's the best I can see out there right now. Yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. Well, that's all I had. All right. Thanks a lot. Thanks, Charles. Good, good question. And uh, take care. Uh, Again, if you got a question or comment, seven one three 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 nine ten seventy. This is the last segment of the show. Looking, looking out. And one of the look. It looks like we should get some type of rally in here. The, the S&P is right at about a 38.2 or 3, which is a Fibonacci retracement of the whole move up from, from the bottom in, in uh, March of 2000 during the pandemic lows. Uh, the, 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 NASD, the NASDAQ is about 50%, which tends to be of the whole retracement. And quite frankly, a lot of stocks have done more than that. Uh, it, 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 and, and so this is a natural place you should get maybe some type of rally, but I think you've got to be very targeted in what you're buying. We picked up something uh, a week ago Friday, uh, which which we really like is doing well. And uh, but uh, you've got to be very targeted. Uh, the, the chances are this is this is not over. Uh, typically, uh, bear markets. You know they looked at uh, that uh, 19 of the of the last bear markets over the last 140 years, and they were down an average of 37.2%. And, and what, uh, if looking out, the, the valuations, you know, I saw this one chart where, where they had the, the actual, uh, when, when bonds made made turning points, which tends to be big, you know, when rates started, you know, they, they, they peaked and started going down. When that was, if you look at World War II, if you look at the Great Depression, if you looked after World War One. After World War II, uh, which that was another big move up. If, if you look at, at at the uh, at the oil and gas uh, at the big inflation of the 70s, the markets all bottomed around 10 times earnings. We're at about 19 times earnings, so so we're still very expensive. And the other thing I'm looking at is 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 that if you sit there and, and take the the uh, if you take the U.S. private sector financial assets, a percentage of GDP, and this is something Warren Buffett has looked at and made some comments on, is back in, in 1980, it was about 2.8. And again, that was the bottom. That was after a decade of inflation. Things were really bad. It was about 2.8. And even in the 60s, it was it was closer to maybe 3, 3 and a quarter. Of, we're at 6.3%, 6.3 times GDP, percentage of GDP, which means that – which kind of goes back to that story we said uh, la- you know, uh, last year of, look, five or six stocks are, are $9 trillion of GDP, yet it was just five stocks, is, is the valuations have gotten so extreme, not just on a PE, but on, on a market cap. And I think the, this is the real secret is the market cap got so big, they're hard to hold up. So I'm not convinced this is, a, this is any type of bottom. I think you have to continue to use that 
1970s formula of very target asset allocation. Uh, okay, so what? We'll take our first caller. Welcome to the Max Show. Hello. Hello. Welcome to the Max Out Savings Show. Yeah, uh, I have a question about uh, the BASF uh, Lionel Petroleum Refinery is announced that they're going to shut down. Is this part of the ESG nonsense that's starting to happen with these corporations? Yeah, it, it could be. It, it, which is kind of surprising because, I mean, things are pretty good in the chemical sector, but they could be thinking we're going into a slowdown and, and the plant might not be uh, as efficient. Keep One of the things that's happening is natural gas prices are, are, are up very high right now. And, and natural gas is up 124% year to date. And this might have something to do with the high price of gas. But what about the ESG uh, uh, rating now that these corporations are just breaking their neck to get? Uh, yeah, environmental, social and governance yeah. issues. That, look, that's a disaster, and it could have something to do with this. Uh, let, let, let me give a little warning to all the companies. You know, if they, they, we have a lot of executives listen to the show. If you're, if you're dancing the tune to ESG, and I, I, I get doing some of that, but understand there's one company that's done more – you know, we've heard from, from the globalist in the New World Order that the most important thing in the world is to save the planet and, and to convert everything to electric, electric vehicles and get rid of carbon as much as possible. One person in one company has done, more than, has done more for ESG than any other company out there has done more to shift, shift the mood to, to more carbon-free, and that is Elon Musk at Tesla. And Tesla just got kicked out of the ESG indexes because they didn't like the way he was treating his employees or something. So no matter what you do for these people, it's never going to be good enough. And I, and I think that's a very good lesson for everybody that's trying to play the ESG game. But, yeah, well, that's, that's all I had. Uh, yeah, let me check into the, that some more. I hadn't seen that yet. Are they mothballing it or closing it permanently? I just heard on the news that they announced that they would be closing the plant. Okay. I'll, I'll do some more checking and see what we can come up with on that. Yeah, well, which doesn't make all. any sense. They haven't built a new refinery in the last oh, 50 years because of the regulations. And to shut the plant down just doesn't make any sense. Especially yeah, yeah, that, yeah, that that plant is probably a chemical plant. It's to a specific set of chemicals uh, versus a gasoline, diesel fuel, jet fuel type of plant, and that's probably the difference. Uh, I think they're more they're, they're they make a uh, a, a lot of uh, petrol uh, gasoline products. Yes. Uh, okay. Right down the street is Crown, and everybody cr cried that Crown would be a closing, and they had trouble. They're bigger than ever now. Yeah. Now, the, the refiners are making an enormous amount of money. That surprises me. I'll, we'll check in and see if we can get you an answer. And, and uh, uh, like I said, they're not building any refinery, so all they can hope to do is increase the ones they already have because of the, they kind of come under the grandfather clauses. Okay. Yeah, no, this is a problem. But yeah, good, good. I mean, look, uh, the chemicals and the refiners are the backbone of the Houston economy. So we'll check it out. Okay. Thank Thanks. You. Now we got another call coming. Oh, uh, welcome to the Max Out Savings Show. Hi, Ted. How are you today? Doing well, thank you. 
So I got a comment and a quick question. I know you're getting short on time. Uh, your previous caller who was talking about I-bonds, he was talking about the fixed rate portion on those bonds. That is set yeah. by the Treasury, and it's arbitrary. They do whatever they want with that. It's been zero now for the last few years. So what that means, if you go into a deep enough recession, your interest rate on these bonds can go to zero. That's happened to me for like six months. But okay. uh, right now, I tell you what, I've never seen these interest rates like they are. Last month, they were 7.1. This month, they're over 9%. I, I, who knows what it's going to be next month. But anyway, I had another question. I saw a tweet from our president saying that unemployment had never been lower. Is that true? And maybe you can put that into some kind of context, and I'll uh, just hang up and let you uh, tell us what's going on. Okay, now that's a good point. Uh, that, that's true. Unemployment rate is is very low, but understand that the that the uh, labor participation rate, which I don't have the exact number, has been dropping. So there's less people in the workforce. A lot of people just aren't working. They don't want to work, and, and so this has caused the unemployment rate to go below what people thought it was at. And, and and a lot of this has got to do with people just don't want to work. Now, interestingly, look. Uh, if you look at Bitcoin, Bitcoin was down, I want to say, 37% year-to-date. I've got it somewhere here. I was looking at it earlier, which is a big drop. A lot of a lot of investors, uh, young people, uh, are really into the Bitcoin. They've taken big hits. A lot of these people have made so much money in Bitcoin that they sort of feel like they don't need to work or they'll just work part-time once in a while. And so you, this could force more people into the workforce, uh, and we could see that change. Uh, I think the unemployment is rate, but the misery level is very high. Uh, the 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 approval ratings for Joe Biden are extraordinarily bad. I mean, they're as bad as you can get. You go back, you really have to go back to Jimmy Carter days. You know, I, I really hate to even compare them because Jimmy Carter was a fundamentally decent person uh, versus what we have in this in in our situation now. And uh, the 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 inflation is is, is really. Very, it's hurting working people out there. Uh, the, the war uh, is, is is scaring people, and uh, you know, uh, Target even mentioned geopolitical concerns when they were talking to their to, to their customers. Is geopolitical concerns and inflation, and all this is really wearing on the American people. Uh, okay, so anyway, so, so that's that's kind of where we're at right now, uh, but. But looking at, again, uh, the market continues to pull back. It's had a very big – you could see a relief rally in here somewhere. What I would tell you is is if, if you, if you want to get in this market, I would be very targeted about what to do. I would still maintain higher levels of cash. I think it's, I think it's really important to understand that the world has changed in investing. I, I think it's changed for a while. These, the, these moves tend to be big moves. The, 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 this inflation, we've had 30 years of declining, 30, 40 years of declining interest rates. Uh, interest rates and inflation; those things appear to be changing, uh, and, and those that that those are big trends that happen. And, and so we want to watch and see where this thing goes from here. And, and so I think you want to still kind of watch and protect your assets. So it's a different way of investing going forward. Okay. And by the way, if you need some help, you can go to our website, maxoutsavings.com. You can sign up for a free Max Out Savings report. We're going to send out another one this week, detailing some of our thoughts on this. Uh, 
also, you, you can request an appointment. I'll sit down with you and go over your uh, financial situation. We'll see how you're set for retirement and show you how we manage money using our value investing approach to the stock and bond market, which I think is more conducive to the world we're in today. Just go to maxoutsavings.com. So I, I, think, I think that's what we're looking at. Another thing we're watching closely is we're still not real convinced that the, quote, lockdowns in China are for the COVID. China has requested the banks look and see if, if, if sanctions were put in place, if they were cut off from the SWIFT system, how could they operate? They passed the law saying that if sanctions are put in place, uh, they, they can confiscate U.S. assets uh, or, or, or foreign companies' assets. They've been stockpiling grain for the last year, uh, since uh, since uh, 19, uh, 2019. They, they have the biggest grain reserves in the world. They've been stockpiling oil. Uh, they seem to be up to something, and I think this watch, bears watching very closely uh, in, in here. So uh, there's a lot happening in the world, uh, and I think you want to stay on your game. You want to you protect your assets. You want to protect your retirement because inflation will destroy your retirement over the long term. Worse than anything else out there, inflation is the most destructive uh, thing above all else to retirees because many of them are fixed income. So you have to protect your assets. So I hope everyone has a great weekend. And we see you next week right here on the Max Out Savings Show. Until then, remember our motto and philosophy, which is to save aggressively and invest conservatively. That is the key to building up wealth over the long term. Save aggressively, invest conservatively. And you see why you say invest conservatively. Now we have these type of markets. The people that were conservative, that were cautious, they're coming out way ahead of, of people that were taking a lot of risk and overly concentrated in this market. And so anyway, I hope everyone has a great weekend. We'll see you next week right here on the Max Out Savings Show. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.